Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode. It is the first one of February. Um, as usual, I'm joined by the main man in Sydney, Australia, fresh from Australia Day. Josh, how are you? I'm good, Sam. How are you? Yeah, not bad. How was uh, how was Australia Day and how have you been? Yeah, yeah, um, I've been well. It was um, it's always nice to have a bank holiday on a Wednesday, so can't complain with that. Break break the week up a little bit. Um, it's been nice and sunny here as well. A um, bit rainy today, but uh, but yeah, no, I've been good. Keeping keeping well, thanks. The, the summer hasn't has it has it been okay? Because it seems like a few times we've talked. It's it's you know you've mentioned the word rain and Australia. Yeah, it's been not, a summer. It's not, been a, it's not been a great summer, but it has come through in the last week. Um, it was thirty four degrees yesterday, which is I was, I was baking all day. Oh, um, poor you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no yeah it's it's not been a bad summer i can't i'm not going to complain so basically you mentioned there just sort of the breaking up of of a week and uh i don't know if you saw but in the uk and some parts in europe they're trialing a four-day week um and apparently productivity is through the roof for these companies which of course they're going to say but yeah. uh yeah i mean I, i'd wonder what would happen i mean financial markets obviously uh well, crypto is twenty four seven, isn't it? But I, I, we'll I, five days. Yeah, yeah I don't think. Uh, I don't think. Uh, you know, the banking world are, are going to be like. You know what, guys? <laughs> it's four days, and and have an extra day off. Let's cut it down. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. whoever is doing that, f- those four days. If anyone's listening and they are on a four day, please don't mess it up. Yeah, don't um, mess it up for us. <laughs> yeah, please work really hard. Make, yeah. it, make it happen. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, okay. Well, on the. On the pod this week, there's a few things we can we can talk about, um, and uh, also just a, a heads up: if you are on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe. And also uh, on Spotify, they've just added a rating system, rating thing that you can do for the podcast. If you could do that for for us, that'd be great. Just the way the algorithm works. Um, so the more ratings, the better. So please do do that right now. If you have your phone in front of you, get it out, put it in front of you, and just uh, yeah put a rating in a five star maybe you know that's what we want um but on the on the pod this week we can talk about well these gaming acquisitions which are just insane right now we can also uh talk about nfts um and then we can preview non-farm payrolls which of course is coming out this friday with it being the first friday of the month also um people can head over to twitter but um you would you reviewed the the apple earnings um yesterday which on the face of it looked looked pretty good and obviously they did that stock split so you sort of went through that on on your twitter uh but how does that that sound for for today sounds great yeah um gaming it's definitely a hot subject at the moment it's been taken over the last few years as we know and certainly sprung into the limelight and yeah nfts i think you can put that in the same breath it's certainly sprung into the limelight as well so um yeah some great topics and probably some great insights for our listeners as well yeah absolutely uh and uh for future episodes, we've mentioned a few times, I've mentioned on webinars, but we've got a, a new sort of podcast series coming up soon just around building a portfolio. So if anyone has any questions 
uh, that they would like answered, feel free to send them to, to Josh or I via Twitter or if you have our emails, feel free to do that as well. It'd be really good to get some questions in. Just questions that you think maybe are uh, basic, but you don't know. There's no uh, such thing as a stupid question at the moment. So do please get those uh, get those in. Moving on then, um, let's just have a look at some of these these numbers, these, these gaming acquisitions. Sony bought Bungie for $3.6 Take Two by Zynga for $12.7 billion. And Microsoft, as we know, buys Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. What are your thoughts on, on all of that, Josh? Huge numbers. Yeah, especially, obviously, the Microsoft one. Um, but, some, yeah, a lot of action in the, in the space. Um, and, and Microsoft, you know, the proposed sort of takeover there, that's the largest ever acquisition um, from Microsoft. And it will be the biggest um, merger and acquisition deal in tech history. It was previously Dell and EMC, and that was at 67 billion. So yeah, a really, a really big deal. Um, I think it took a lot of people by surprise, actually. It sort of came out of the blue, didn't it? Um, but the big question, I think, is, is this a metaverse push by all of these companies, right? Is it, are Sony doing it? Are Microsoft pushing their way into the metaverse here? For me, it certainly feels that way. Um, you know, a lot of what I've read from Wall Street analysts that are close to Microsoft, you know, these analysts get great insight into, you know, the CEO, uh, CFOs into sort of, you know, the, the real mindset of what Microsoft are doing. And, and they've said that that this was to, you know, of course, add to their already successful uh, gaming business with Xbox, etc. But this is their first real investment into the metaverse. This sort of deal was about sort of that push into the metaverse. Um and I think, look, it's 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 a validation um, of sort of this new virtual reality sort of world that we are going to be sort of seeing. You're 67 billion, you know, six, sorry, 68.7 billion. If that's not enough of a <laughs> validation, I'm not sure what is. Um, you know, Apple said on their earnings call last week that they're exploring the metaverse as well, and they're investing, you know, accordingly. So I think. Um, you know, this this is something that is, is obviously picking up a lot of pace. What's interesting about the Sony and, and the Bungie deal, um, when I sort of looked into it at the time, is that Sony isn't making Bungie's games exclusive to PlayStation. Um, so it will still be available on PC and actually probably interesting for Microsoft um, on, on obviously Xbox as well. Um, so again, that will be interesting. To see. I doubt Microsoft will uh, make things like Call of Duty, etc. exclusive to... Um, Xbox, I doubt that will happen, but um, that, I think that's what most people thought would happen with the Sony and Bungie deal. But basically, with with Bungie, what what, what it is is they are the creator of one of the most popular sort of sci-fi universes um, in Destiny, in Destiny One, Destiny Two. For all of our gamers out there, they will know that um, you know, and that is an, you know a really it's absolutely ripe essentially to make that sort of jump into other areas uh, such as the metaverse um so again i think that's another push there from sony uh you know in into that sort of um new metaverse sort of, of, of world of thinking if you like and what's important to know is that you know we, we've really started to see gaming and video games really evolve you know they're now on our phones we can play anywhere anytime um you know there's so much to it you know, again, I think you said, Sam, obviously in, in a, an episode just after Christmas that you got the, obviously the Oculus headset. Yeah. Um, as you know, over Christmas. So there's so much more that you can do. And I think, you know, a lot of what Bungie uh, has available to them is very interactive. And, you know, I think they, I think they 
were also the creators of Halo. I'm going out on a lit on a whim there saying that. But again, that's quite an interactive game. You know, I think that will come through, you know, VR, etc. But um, what's important uh, to all of this is that we now have more than 3 billion gamers worldwide. So it's a huge market. And the, and the, and the video game business is now larger than both the movie uh, and music industries combined. So put them two together and it's bigger than that, which I was actually shocked about when I read that. I, you know, I was, was pretty surprised, um, you know, making it actually, you know, a major industry in the entertainment business. So there's absolutely no, you know, there's, it's obvious why these big names are sort of stepping up and, and paying attention. Are you, uh, are you yourself a, a gamer, whether that be console or, or on your phone? Do you do, you, do you do anything? I'm not sure you want to maybe admit that during, during work, but. Uh... No, yeah. Um, Strictly you know, I, after I used hours. to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> not when I'm working. No, I I used to play a lot when again when I, when I was younger. Uh, obviously, Call of Duty. You know, when you were coming through school and that. Mm. Um, and then I picked it back up again because I have a few friends here in Australia that uh, are gamers. And I bought an Xbox just before sort of lockdown happened. Mm. And then, of course, I sort of turned back to to play in FIFA, etc. Um, and then, yeah, I, I got little bit too addicted to, to fifa <laughs> and it sort of got a bit of a habit and um my girlfriend wasn't too impressed with me playing every night either so i haven't played for a long time but I, I'm, I'm was she like it's me or fifa yeah you decide <laughs> which one's it gonna be um yeah or you're out no it was um i think she wanted to watch netflix so yeah but no, I, I, you know, again, it's it's definitely you can see why there's so much attraction to it, especially for, mm. for for younger kids as well. Again, a lot of, um, you know, people that I speak to that have obviously younger kids now, it's all about Roblox, right, and Robux yeah. and the spending. Again, that all comes back to the metaverse again. So, it's um, yeah, and and even in, you know, we know adults love it as well. You know, some some of these sort of setups in in the gaming industry are worth thousands. Obviously, out that's usually PC setups, but yeah, I had um. I have a friend who who I used to work with, and his his dad was a a former uh, re- racing racing driver. I think he did the the Mons and 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 that kind of thing. And he had a setup, and his setup for the most recent at the time Formula One game was just insane. It was I was just so jealous watching it. Uh, but we also we talked would have been around the time of the Euros. And I remember, I think I said it to you, whether it was in a podcast or just a call, but I have a few mates who are teachers and they were saying some of the kids that weren't actually interest, that interested in in the actual football itself, but they were more interested in gaming. Um, and I think that's a really good way to to get insight on future developments for, for companies and stock prices is, well, what, what are kids going to be doing in the future? You know, why do you, we don't need to care about the 60, 70 year olds? No, no offense, but, you know, it's going to be about, you know, what are the next generation going to be doing? Um, and I think the fact that they don't care as much about football really shocked me. But maybe the Euros can change that uh, a little bit, obviously, with we with us doing so well. Um, moving on, then, I have some some stats. Uh, I know you mentioned a, a few there. And I'm not sure how old this one was, but they were predicting um, a sort of a modest increase around gaming until 2025. It was almost like incremental year by year. Uh, and I was surprised by that. I'd, I'd imagine it was it was it's going to have a boom, and I wonder if that maybe starts to sort of really pick up now. But it's expected to pass that sort of two hundred billion US dollar mark in twenty twenty three, which is obviously you know great numbers. Uh, the month of January has featured more gaming deals than all of the previous decade combined. 
I mean, do, do you think this is, is going to continue or is it like a little phase? Do you feel like these companies just need to, oh, hang on, they're doing it, they're doing it, we need to get involved because everyone else is. They don't want to get, get, get left behind and almost end up like Nokia with the smartphones and, and so on. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I definitely think, you know, there, there'll be lots of big names that, that feel they're needing to, needing to get involved. And I think that's why we're seeing these companies position themselves mm. uh, as it is right now. Again, Facebook were in a great position. They sort of jumped on it pretty early and, you know that that name change was really aggressive wasn't it you know yeah. they had oculus etc but sort of really stamped their authority on that pretty quickly and and as you say i think it's either invest or sort of get left behind you know let's be honest big tech aren't going to miss out i think that's obvious um and you know that they've got the money to do it microsoft's you know that 70 billion dollar deal that's just half of its balance sheet you know <laughs> drop in the ocean you know 70 billion dollars um but I think that just shows the the power of, you know, what big tech have, you know, they, they have the capital to sort of do what they want. And again, that's why they're sort of going through these regulatory issues. You know, are they going to be able to just continue to do what they want and buy who they want whenever they want? Because ultimately it seems that that's the way they've got the cash to do it. But like, I think we, we spoke a lot about sort of the metaverse, but I think outside of that metaverse, you know, gaming has sort of exploded completely. You know, again, we mentioned, you know, we sort of chatted about it then, but obviously the, the pandemic helped it, right? You know, all yep. there was to do was sort of stay inside and watch Netflix, play games and 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 kids you know that's that's what we sort of tend to do um and also what, what is a, a, a big thing to do these days is actually watch uh other people play video games that's right via youtube yeah so minecraft it's my my cousin who's about uh 15 or 16 about sort of six seven years ago when i first came over to australia he was watching people um play minecraft and i just couldn't get my head around it i was just like play it yourself um but yeah it's it's you know exploded in that sense and now you can even play uh to earn you know we've got play to yeah. earn games coming through we've got e-game leagues competitions youtubers you know in in football now you've got um like teams like liverpool and etc they've all got their own e-gamers playing for them um and then like i say you've got those in in-game tokens such as axie infinity so previously in you know the parents didn't want kids to play games but you know, if you can go and be a rich youtuber and film yourself then go for it but look i think there is so much potential in the space you know it's it's not only fun now um it's it's clearly being rewarding as well and i think esports is is one that really interests me i think that's a really disruptive um innovation and amazon sort of set the scene for that back in 2014 they acquired um the video streaming service twitch which yep. has obviously since then has sort of grown into pe pe anybody being able to stream what they want but really it was sort of for games and and that sort of helped the fuel the growth uh, of esports further and that deal was around about a billion dollars so that sort of set the scene quite early and i think with this you know technology will allow for sort of you know the these entertainment experiences to sort of come together right we're not just going to probably sit and watch a netflix series me and you could probably sit you know with our headsets on and watch a netflix series together or watch a football game together right rather than just it being a one-way engagement it will sort of adapt um then obviously you mentioned it earlier in the in the sense of you know children didn't want to watch the euros right you know uh, they would rather play it so then that's when you get then crowd engagement with esports yeah you're watching it with a group of people it's you know I, th I don't think it's it's out of sort of you know the the realm of possibility that watching the watches of these technologies will become more popular um 
And I think that's really going to start to happen. And ultimately, technology has really changed these industries uh, over the last sort of 10 years. And I think that's only going to continue to evolve. And probably, you know, in five, six, seven years time, it's going to be a completely different industry to what we know. And But I think that's that's really good when you can sort of see that future growth. That's really important. If you if you don't know where that next sort of step is, then that's difficult to, to then obviously see that vision. But when you can understand that technology is only going to sort of lead uh, this industry further, then I think that's really good. Yeah, I think there'll be people listening to us that that want, you know, they, they'll be sitting there and think, yeah, I want to know more about this. I want to, you know, look into it a little bit more, find a little bit more about these companies. Obviously, on the Utara platform, you've got in the game smart portfolio, I think it is, that people can can check out too. I mean, I remember um, when I when I had COVID back in September, I, I bought a game, I think it was the like PGA golf one or whatever. And to 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 know what to do, I um, I watched someone play for the first time ever, and there was only sixteen people actually watching him, but uh, I was one of them, and uh, I'd like to think it made me a a bit of a better player. But uh, we'll we'll see. I haven't played it since September, um, but uh, yeah, there you go. No longer a gamer anymore. You've given up no, gaming dreams. No, but do you know what? I I actually do play in um, in the evenings. There's a, a darts game which I play, which I absolutely love on my phone. I'm addicted yeah, okay. to it in the evening. Everyone seems to be addicted Wordle? to Wordle, right? I haven't yeah. played it. I haven't played it. And you, just, you see people post their, I don't even know what the word would be, um, things score? on Twitter. Yeah, yeah maybe. Like and how many goes it it's quite. It's quite, a good, it's quite a good game. You should get on it. You, I think you'd quite enjoy it. Is it good, is it? Yeah, it's, quite, it's, it's, it's like a little brain game to start you off for the day yeah yeah so basically how you would do it is you you just sort of like type in you know like a word so you type in like teams right and then it would tell you if you've got like a letter right if it's in the right place and you've got to keep going till you guess the right word okay i'll give it's it a download good. today yeah um yeah you sort of, when you start doing it though you have a bit of a mind blank and you you start, start forgetting words, words. Word. yeah um yeah i can imagine that yeah. i saw what didn't new york times buy it for a mil or, or something yeah like they that. did they spent a fair bit of money on it and there's a lot of questions now whether they'll privatize it or not so. yeah well i'm sure many people listening to us that playing it do not want that to be the case but at the same time fair play fair play to them um moving on then to to nfts i saw a tweet earlier in the week I actually retweeted it i think um and it was just sort of mentioning how the winning shot from rafael nadal's australian open win and just by the way for me, he is the GOAT. Uh, I think that is a debate we could probably have for an hour, whether it's Roger, Rafa or Novak. But for me, it's Rafa. Anyway, his winning shot for the Aussie Open has been made into an NFT, which I really, really, I like the sound of that. It just made me think those are the type of things that I would love to go to, to own. Uh, but before we get into to all of that, I imagine there are a few people out there who, who don't quite understand you know, what an NFT is. So it'd be good to, to get a little bit of a, an explainer absolutely just before we do go any further though i want to just show you this my friend is was a pit was a, a photographer at the australian oh Open. what a it? picture for those that are, are listening on spotify go go on youtube now look at that um yeah he was a photographer at the australian open and, and took some amazing photos of rafa he actually won an award in 2021 for the best sports photo uh on oh. rafa nadal I'll, I'll post those on my twitter afterwards so people yeah, can yeah, see. yeah yeah they're, they're fantastic, fantastic. Um, but yeah, he should probably make those into an NFT. Uh, yeah, probably, I should recommend that. But so first, uh, an NFT. 
Um, so it is a non-fungible token. That's probably the first thing. Let's break it. Let's break down the acron um, acronym. Um, so it acts as a digital representation of a unique asset, um, sort of hence making it non-fungible. So typically with something like crypto, let's say like Bitcoin, so let's just say one Bitcoin, it's fungible, right? Because it can be exchanged for another uh, Bitcoin at equal value. They have the same value. It's, it's no different. Um, they are one and they're the same. It's, you know, the same thing. A non-fungible token, however, is unique and it cannot be replicated or swapped for another you know, identical NFT. There's, there's one, it's one of a kind, that's it. So it's then stored on the blockchain. So yes, someone could right click and save mm. my NFT, uh, but they're not the owner. Just like if I was to go and get a replica Mona Lisa, just like if I was to go and buy a replica racket of Rafael Nadal. Uh, his tennis racket it's not it's not his racket that he used uh, it's not the real Mona Lisa um, and it's not your NFT so that's sort of the the idea it's all stored on the blockchain it's it's digital ownership right and if that is sort of still confusing we'll try and break it down you know a little bit more so the best way to sort of view an NFT um, is, is sort of like any crypto asset um, it's validated and recorded on a blockchain um, although instead of being mined, so how obviously assets would be mined like Bitcoin, um, you know, obviously we would mine a, a Bitcoin. NFTs are minted. Okay, by minted I mean created. So you mint an NFT, and that's done via a smart contract, which then assigns its ownership and transferability to say me into my wallet address. Uh, so I would obviously have to have uh, an address, uh, which is you know a wallet which has say Ethereum in. And in there um, would obviously then be stored, you know, that would be assigned to, to my wallet. Um, so, you know, ultimately, as I mentioned there, it's it's mainly used on Ethereum. It's the, it's the world's largest blockchain for smart contracts. So they're mainly minted on Ethereum, but they're also on sort of Solana, which is the second biggest network as well. Um, so I think what's what's important to know is that, again, we, I think we associate NFTs with obviously art, you know, or, you know, whatever it might be, apes or punks or... You know, whatever we've seen recently but it can be anything its main utility is to verify ownership you know digital ownership so it can be music it can be art it can be virtual land or as you say winning you know the australian open with a with a shot and that can be captured right so in the future we'll get to a point where you know spotify will own music nfts they'll own it and then you know that they own that music etc and we'll obviously then have land in the metaverse which is owned by you know somebody and that's then an nft because it's non-fungible and it's stored on the blockchain so it's not necessarily just a jpeg that you can get online there's lots of other sort of utilities to it but as i say that main utility is to verify ownership digitally yeah i think there's some really exciting ideas and if i was say like uh, you mentioned music there but if i was uh, an artist i'd be thinking okay well let me you know, release X amount of, of these NFTs, but by, you know, you know, releasing these NFTs, they can then get first dibs on going to a concert or first dibs doing this, that or the other. And they, you know, can lead to all these other exciting things. I think it's uh, an interesting uh, world, which is obviously still relatively new, isn't it? Um, but going back to uh, the Oz Open and Nadal's winning shot, what do you what do you think about that? Have you seen any other cool ideas for, for NFTs that you think, you know what? I'd absolutely love that. Yeah, there's some great projects out there. Um, when sort of NFT started to heat up back in sort of 2021, like early 2021, they've started to release a lot of football projects. Mm. And I've got, I you know, I've been into my football mem memorabilia over the years. So um, 
So I was always interested in that side of it. But look, there's some great projects, um, but at the same time, there's also a lot of projects that won't hold their value, yeah. pretty poor and have no utility. So I think that's key to sort of know. I do think things like music NFTs, I think that's something to watch. Um, that's going to be big. I, I do really believe that very soon. Um, but ultimately, like anything, make sure you do your research, look into the project and just understand what you're buying. That's really important. Um, one project that I do really like, um, it's a great project. It's called uh, House of Legends. Mm. Um, it essentially is created uh, NFTs of, of lots of legends, as the name suggests. Uh, mm. You've got Barack Obama, Einstein, Gandhi, uh, Martin Luther King, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk. Um, so, the, you know, again, in lots of different formats, right? Um, lots of different accessories, different haircuts you know, all these types of things. But they're, they're a fantastic project because they are supporting uh, charities globally and they're actually providing sort of clean water for people in regions where it's difficult to get it right. Uganda, Malawi, these sorts of places. And they've already sort of bought about eight wells um, to life and that service is about eight and a half thousand people. So I think projects like that, they're fantastic. You know, they have, you know, great utility. Um, you know, they're looking to explore things like the metaverse and, and that's really important if you're going to be getting into a project look at you know what they call a roadmap um, a lot of these projects um, on an nft's website will have a roadmap so it will break down you know exactly what it plans to do um, it will go through its sort of team so the people behind the project you know have a look into them look at their twitters who they are what they do um, and just get a better understanding, just like you would do your research with anything. Um, you know, as we know, eToro has sort of started to to get into partnership with a few projects as well. So if you're not sure where to start, then um, those are you know usually good. Have a look at our eToro Twitter page if if you want some help, or and of course, um, you know, give us a message. But like I say, uh, values can change very quickly in the NFT space, and um, it's important to to do your research. That's going to be really key. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And people can can check out various NFTs on. On OpenSea, which I guess is like the the eBay of of NFTs, really to sort of give that a little uh, little explainer. Um, next up for us, and a, and a final thing to to cover, we've covered NFTs, so now we can do NFP. Uh, what is the what's the street expecting for for Friday? Yeah, uh, much a slightly weaker um, increase in the US. Um, while I think we're looking at the unemployment rate to show that we could be, a, a, you know, approaching, um, you know, some good employment sort of numbers. But the consensus right now is that the economy is is probably going to have added about two hundred thirty five thousand jobs in January on the last check. But then at the same time, you know, we've got other projections around sort of mid one hundreds. Uh, 100 sort of 150,000 but then I've also seen projections for sort of minus mm. um, you know it's been all over the place isn't it in the last 12 to 18 months we've had some wild numbers some, um, there's uh, usually trends as hashtag NFP guesses and <laughs> it's just crazy I don't think anyone ever gets it right um, you know I think obviously market sentiment will be driven by sort of the pace of the wage increase rather than the job number um, obviously ri rising hiring costs are causing higher inflation as we know, which is already starting to shine through in earnings. We saw that with the banks, Goldman uh, spoke about it a lot. They had to, you know, they, they paid a lot more for workers than they wanted to in terms of talent. I think one to, to sort of look at is, is gonna be Amazon. I think they, they might struggle, you know, over that sort of Q4 period, they hire hundreds and thousands of people. Um, and they would have had to have paid a lot more for those staff because people just, you know, they weren't fussed about going to go and get a job. You know, we, they, 
we we had sort of all of this sort of stimulus and and people it was the sort of the the, the great retirement wasn't it that was sort of trending at the time as well and so i think worker shortages remain an obstacle you know we, we saw that job openings uh, have increased a lot um close to the all-time high that we had in in july so there's a lot of positions out there companies are having to pay more money again um you know so it's a really difficult period and again all sort of contributing to, to higher inflation at the moment which we know is a sort of 40-year highs yeah i mean it, i don't know if you've seen but some of the bonuses by the way that these banks have paid last year this year are just insane insane to keep their keep their staff happy um what will be interesting will be in a year or so's time when you know the bonuses are what they were and they're like hang on you paid me this bonus last year why aren't you doing the same this year um but maybe that's a story for for another day um by the end of the week and obviously people listen to this for all different times of the week so you might have already had non-farm payrolls but we would have navigated through some big earnings from the likes of google which came out yesterday i think it's relatively flat pre-market right now but overall it was good it was good uh facebook uh which is wednesday after hours uh, and Amazon Thursday after hours. So we have navigated through through those and, uh, and of course, this data set, non-farm payrolls. If we talk about best case scenario for markets, how do we get there? Uh, I'll be the killjoy on the flip side and, and talk about the negative side of things. But how do we say Friday's close? How do we see S&P, NASDAQ, Dow Jones all on their highs for the week? Yeah, it's a great point. Um, look, I think big tech has done their part so far. You know, we, we really wanted these sort of big names to come through you know, sort of offer a bit of stability in, in sort of, you know, these volatile and uncertain times. Um, Microsoft, Apple, Alphabet, they've delivered. Um, they've came, come through with some really strong earnings, which, as I say, I, I think is a sort of help stabilize market. You know, Apple um is obviously as we know the biggest company out there delivered really strong earnings jumped about six percent on friday since their earnings markets have rallied for three straight days um some the biggest three-day gain i think we've seen since 2020 uh, again i'm not putting that all down to apple but you know th these guys contribute massively they, they take a huge weighting of the s p and the nasdaq etc and i guess what's important to note now is that markets are starting to price in the five hikes this year uh, I think that's pretty obvious now. Um, and we're after a sort of a slow liftoff. Um, and I think, again, you'll touch on the negative side of it, but a more hawkish stance could really spook markets at this point because, again, we've already sort of had the Fed turn more hawkish already, which is obviously why we've seen that sort of sell-off come through. And those sort of super growth tech names have already been decimated, as we already know. We, we spoke about it a while back at some of those sort of um, drawdowns on some of those big tech names. Um, and markets are trading at much cheaper valuations, from the nasdaq's high it was trading at about 40 times uh price to earnings now it's around about sort of 33 34 so again it's it's much cheaper than what it was at its high so i think yeah strong earnings need to continue overall so far it's been a strong earnings season um mm. you know at the start of the week it was 80 percent of the companies that have reported had beaten expectations which is you know, pretty strong that's above uh the average consensus so so far it's been good i think that needs to continue and if it does uh that drives us higher because as i say we're already sort of starting to price in markets um the only thing to watch out for i guess is uh is a bit of a weak really weak nft number um nfp the only thing nfp sorry that's <laughs> nft again did i i knew we'd uh i knew we'd get yeah. out of there <laughs> we'd get there <laughs> yeah well absolutely i mean that would be that'd be decent wouldn't it um i guess 
I'll take the negative side. And and if earnings are not well received, which overall I think they have been, but you know, if if say you get your your Facebooks uh, or Meta uh, and uh, and Amazon come out and and they are just not good enough, then it's going to drag the market down. And then into Friday, I guess if we were to have a unbelievably good yeah, NFP number, yeah. then I think it would be, you know, it'd be a, a, a struggle because, you know, like you said, we're, we've priced in the amount of hikes we already have, but the worst case scenario is if we have to price in more. And with people already, you know, putting the dampeners on that 238, you're talking about, I think it was low 100s or even negative. You know, that's now what the market is, is potentially expecting as that gets priced in and so on. So if we have a really, really good number, I think that's going to put markets under pressure. I don't really see that happening, but that meant that sometimes means that the move would be would be a lot bigger. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, if we if we somehow see that Omicron didn't disrupt things in in December and the numbers are good and the market thinks Fed are going to you know take bigger action, then I can see us making new lows into next week. The problem I see for investors However, if this happens is where do you put your money? You know, maybe a question for an upcoming podcast, but certainly not straightforward at the moment. Um, you know, if I was an investor, I take my money out of equities. Do I go into bonds? Not, not really. You know, there's that saying, Tina, isn't it? There's no alternative. Mm. Kind of still feels like that a little bit. Uh, also, it might be worth noting a higher oil price uh, for longer isn't great for those that think inflation will cool down. So OPEC meeting this week and I'm not really entirely sure how much they can do right now, but I guess one one for the radar. Yeah, and to be to be honest, commodities have had a fantastic start to the year. Uh, energy is one of the sort of leading uh, equity names uh, in earnings season so far. So that's done really well. But as you say, OPEC, you know, they aren't going to sort of move too quickly though i'd say um you know they're sort of looking at a modest 400k barrel a day supply hike which again is still a supply hike but i still think they're going to be pretty cautious um you know on that sort of supply i think they're still pretty tentative on on lifting it too much they don't want those prices going back to negative again um you know and it's been a while since we've we've heard word of a new variant so it's got to be sort of in the mix as soon surely we've got to have um some random name pop up and that's developed in some unknown country so yeah well i mean it it happened uh but for us just going into winter so i guess you're going it where you're not really going into your colder seasons for for a while but maybe it will be you know your sort of june july time there'll be one that's uh around your neck of the woods but uh hopefully not hopefully not uh but we'll wrap it there i hope uh Hope people enjoyed that. I've actually got quite a few requests for people wanting longer episodes. So here's one for you. Now, don't say we don't treat you well. And remember, please do give us a, a little rating on, um, or a big rating <laughs> on, on Spotify and the like. Um, I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but look, thank you very much for, for making it this, uh, this far through. Uh, we will be back next week uh, and keep an eye out for the, the special podcast episodes which will be coming soon head over to the academy where of course you can get podcasts videos guides everything you could ever dream of and more josh it's been a pleasure no it's been a, it's been good to join you as always sam and i hope everyone has a great week take care guys have a have a great rest of your week you've been listening to digest and invest from etoro for more information visit etoro.com <laughs>